Today's episode is brought to you by Progressive, where drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. Quote now at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Hi, I'm Yusuf Dahl, and when I was 18, I was convicted of selling drugs. For the past three years, I've had difficulty finding housing because it is legal in the United States to discriminate against individuals that have a past drug distribution conviction on their record for life. It doesn't matter if it was a hard drug like heroin or a drug that's now legal or partially legal in many states across the country like marijuana. The Thurman Amendment was introduced to the Fair Housing Act in 1988 by segregationist Strom Thurman and it's since been used to deny housing to all people. But because people of color are disproportionately jailed for drug charges, we are affected more. My goal is to overturn this amendment to start an end to housing discrimination that unfairly targets people of color. If you would like to join this movement, please visit ThurmanAmendment.org to learn more. A message from the Fable and Folly Network. I'm wearing a microphone, talking into a microphone. I see Tass on a large screen, and I have a tiny Tass over my shoulder in a tiny screen. I'm not suffering from hallucinations. (laughs) This is how we record in quarantine. (laughs) (laughs) We are set up to record from our individual locations to try to get an intro this week and also to uh, catch some bonus content for the Patreon. How's everybody doing? How's everybody holding up? I've been wearing pajama pants for... 400 hours straight, so. (laughs) (laughs) I uh, got in and out of the grocery store. Everything went off without a hitch. It was a nice, quick, easy experience. Uh, The problem is that I've eaten all of the snacks. All of the snacks that I bought yesterday are gone. Mm. Yeah, man. My eating habits have been terrible in this, but I'm eating things that are generally much better for me. So it's almost like it doesn't matter how much of them I eat. I'm still, I think, losing weight in the process. Oh, because you have like healthier stuff around and you're not like eating out as much. Yeah. Instead of eating like Burger King three meals a day every day, (laughs) I am am eating like two sandwiches, but they're just turkey sandwiches (laughs) with light mayo. That's good. That's great, man. Uh, I've been getting some running in uh, because I live out in the country. I don't interact with a lot of people so oh so when you see people you just start sprinting away yeah (laughs) like uh there's many fields around my house as soon as someone comes down the road i'm just like in the field (laughs) like i i hide in the tall grass which is super creepy because he jogs with a plague doctor mask so it just freaks everybody out when they see it that's only because you know uh they said that you should wear a mask yeah that's true tj's got his plague doctor mask on (laughs) Uh, Tass is wearing his... Oh, he's dead. <laughs> that, that's all it took. Sorry. <laughs> and then there were three. <laughs> Feeling healthy and then just cough, Feeling cough, good. cough and collapsed onto his bed. Oh, God. I had some riff starting about like all the different masks we were wearing, but we've lost TJ and <laughs> this is all I can think about now. 
Uh, so April 12th, this Sunday at 2 p.m., we are still planning to do the live show. We've got everything figured out so we can pipe in everyone. Uh, so you can tune into twitch.tv slash the crit show uh, to watch this live show. Jake will be running a special game and we'll have a couple of special guests um, and we'll have a couple of giveaways. And we'll also have some new merch released during the show. Oh. Right. Uh, and then lastly, if you are someone who has used or is interested in using the website Podchaser, uh, they are doing a special thing right now where for every review a podcast gets, they will donate 25 cents to a COVID relief fund. And for every response to a review a podcast gets, they'll double that amount. Uh, so you can find us on Podchaser at Podchaser slash The Crit Show. If you've got a moment and want to go there and write us a review, every little bit helps in this time. So, again, that is on Podchaser. Uh, and you can find us at Podchaser.com slash The Crit Show. Uh, and leave us a review there and we'll respond to it and we'll donate some money to the COVID Relief Fund. Uh, and I think with that, it's time to let the recap roll. So you open up this window to see into the Halifax theater. In the darkness of the theater, you see something moving around, just a form. And every now and then, the room seems to be illuminated by a pulse of light. It's a bright blue light. And every time it hits, you can see that there's this maybe six and a half, seven foot soul bat on its hands and its feet crawling around. When it gets hit by this light, it lets out a roar. And you can actually see some shadows moving around right at the exterior of the frame of vision. You can tell that on the ledge of the dome, it seems like there are soul bats up there monitoring what's going on down inside the theater. And that every time that pulse of light happens, the larger soul bat below lets out a roar and it seems to be frustrated and agitated. And it keeps moving and ducking behind chairs, but coming out again and getting hit by this light. And the light doesn't seem to be happening on a regular interval. Jake, does that light seem like your hammer? It, yeah, it seems like it is activated or it's protecting itself or something. But the main thing that you notice is that as this blue washes over the room, the wall where you expect to see a door is simply a brick wall. TJ, here you stand looking into the Halifax Theater and the wall where you expect to see a door leading down to the ley line. All you see is a brick wall. And about this time, the image cuts out. What are you doing? Guys, 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 there's a brick wall blocking our way to the ley line. Do you think it's like a hidden door? I mean, they could have bricked it up just to triple ensure that we can't get in if they're guarding it, for God's sake. Yeah, or else I guess it was just never discovered. Huh. I wonder what else they would be guarding down there, though. Because we could see bars, but not what was behind them, right? Bars that led onto the stage. So it seems like what they're guarding is the stage entrance? Correct. I mean, we are awfully dependent on that ley line. So, you know, it's unfortunate that there's someone there, but it doesn't seem like they're specifically guarding that. So that's good. You know, they might try and stop us from getting from going the other direction. And, you know, we zig where they expect us to zag. But if it's not just a bricked off entryway to the ley line if there's just nothing there then we gotta move some earth and i don't know how to do that well maybe if we take a look at where the ley line is then maybe we'll get like some more information about it yeah i mean that's fair like if it's a room that they bricked up and just blocked off we'll know and if you just see 
darkness where we think this room is. Maybe it's just not there. All right. And I would like to cast See Another Place. All right. We'll use magic. Unbelievable. <laughs> I can't I I can't let you roll any more dice. Yeah. I can't let you get away with this. I specifically changed my dice so this would not happen two times in a row. <laughs> I got a snake eyes again, so that means I got a five. All right. So which of your options are you choosing? Oh, yeah, because you got the new thing that if you fail, use magic. It doesn't have to go super horribly wrong. Yeah. I think I'm going to go with fizzle. I don't want this to blow up in my face too much with glitches. Uh, I might have to save that one for later. Okay. The spell fizzles and the circle that you have drawn on the ground darkens and actually burns into the earth and the whole thing kind of goes up in flames for a second and then goes out. So you'd have to create a new circle and you just feel like it would take you some time to be able to try and conjure this ability again. Okay. Uh, I think I need a little rest, guys. This this is, uh, this is ridiculous. Something's wrong with my magic yeah fair man whatever you think is going to get us to where we need to go i i don't want you to overdo it you've been doing a lot you have not gotten any sleep maybe we take a party pause yeah yeah i think maybe i just need to take a nap or something something to get a little rest going on and you know come back to this in the afternoon or something yeah it's about 1 30 right now um what do you all want to do uh so i know i had taken a little bit of a nap already how much time would we need to pop off the recovery move if we're feeling hurt yeah, that's not something we have used much at all. Um, I think that it's got to be at least a sleep cycle. I think it's got to be like four, four and a half hours to get that hit point back. I'm not thinking it's like a full night of rest um, because some of us only get three and a half hours of function. <laughs> you just are fine. a monster. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so I think that if you can, if you can get in a, a full sleep cycle. Okay, then I think I would do that. Just, you know, any edge you can take off here um, and get up a little closer to five, five thirty. We try to check this thing out again and then we get out before nightfall. Yeah. 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 I mean, if sun goes down seven, seven thirty ish, if we flew for an hour, we'd get a good distance out and just touch down in the middle of nowhere somewhere. I think we'd be okay. Okay. I will take a, like a nap nap. I am actually, I healed back up when I was in Chicago, so yeah. I don't need to get off the recovery move, but I think I need to sleep some. So I will probably do like the couple hours. Do you sleep on the ceiling? Yeah. Hanging upside down like a bat. Nice. Uh, so you all go into the Chinook to take a nap? Yeah. So when you wake up, what do you do? You've got a few hours before everyone else will be awake. Uh, I think I just get back on the jet and kind of practice. Like I didn't lose it in my tired state. And yeah. In the hours it's been since I was in it, I want to sit there and, and practice and make sure I remember the controls and just make sure I've got my shit together on flying this thing. Okay. For some reason, I, I picture you grabbing the stick and then you're just like, beep, beep, <laughs> accidentally blowing up the hangar <laughs> I, I just i get in and i look at alex and i go now where is the playstation 2 controller <laughs> now how do i manipulate this this aircraft what's the r1 button do <laughs> <laughs> That's how she set it up for you to be able to fly it. She's programmed it all into a joystick. Nice. Uh, yeah, so it's about 5.30. Jake, you have practiced with Alex for a while uh, on your own. So I'm just going over the controls. And uh, TJ and Tass, you have woken up. All right, bub, you ready to try this again? I think so. And I'm like shaking out my hands. I'm like getting hey. into it. Hey. Yeah. I don't want you to think so. I want you to know so. Okay. 
All right. Yeah, I got this. I got this. Yeah, that's I got this. Up. All right. All right. Let's go. Uh, and I go out and I make my marks. Where? Outside the fence again, but somewhere different this time. Somewhere more peaceful that I can concentrate. Over by the will-o'-wisps uh, <laughs> along the riverbanks. Uh, but yeah, outside of the compound so I don't cause ruckus like I did the last time. Okay. So you set up this again. Roll use magic. So help me God, if I get a, a snake eyes, I'm burning these dice to the ground. That's a 10. Yeah. Oh, thank God. All <sighs> right. So you get this to open up in front of you, and it's very dimly lit. There is just a low glow that's coming from a crack in the earth, and you can see stone walls and a very old pair of steps. Uh, nice. Uh, that's great. It means that it's there at least. Now the question is, how thick is that wall between us and it? I guess I want to try to look as closely as I can to see the area of the steps and stuff. I'm trying to think of what I know this body can do and see if it's something I could believably break through myself. Roll investigate a mystery as you are looking around this room and trying to scrutinize the wall and the location and everything. Okay. Nine. You get a hold one. I'm struggling between two, so I think I'll just lean into what's being concealed here. So as you look around this room, you do see the energy of the ley line is illuminating the space. It seems like this room has been built around the ley line. You see the steps that you remember coming down in the Halifax, but it's very dusty down here. It seems like that wall must have been put in place quite a while ago to keep it hidden because it used to just be a door that was back behind a bunch of old boards and things. But now it seems like someone actually built a wall to conceal the entrance. So you think the entrance must be behind that wall. Okay, boys, you're seeing this? Yes. I mean, it's just a bricked up wall. I might be able to break through this, but it may not hurt to try to, I don't know, bring some explosives or something along. I know Everett said he had some. Well, we'll get them on the chopper and you know have them with us in case we need them. This breaks my heart a little bit, I won't lie. I was really banking on a door being there that we could close and try to defend. But if we have to break through this, it's going to make our job a little tougher. Well, I mean, TJ can do all this, you know, bar portal stuff. So if we make a hole, we can then bar that hole. All right. So what does this change? I think this, this kind of changes a lot. Yeah. Like we don't want to go through the top of the building into the cage. We are going to have to go in one of the side doors. I mean, I still want to go for the hammer. Ah, yes. Fair point. Yeah. I mean, if I if I literally crash a plane in and go for the hammer, hopefully that buys you enough time for somebody to go try and make their way through the bars or we go back to the two-pronged attack where I crash a plane in the dome and draw the attention and then somebody goes in the back door and you're safe on the other side of the bars. I like that idea. I feel like I take my team of Susanna and Sherry through the back doors. I'd need maybe someone to protect me, uh, either you, Tass. That's priority one, you man. Yeah. Yeah. I am coming with you because if these things attack you, I can hurt them. Sure. And then uh, Jake in through the dome causing a distraction, but also going for the hammer. Like, that should be priority number one for you. If anybody's going to break off alone, we don't want to split up into teams, or else we're doing the plan that failed last time, but with fewer and less capable people. Yeah. So everybody but me should probably stick together. If I'm going to beeline for the hammer, I'm going to do it alone. 
and who knows what will happen once I get to it. You know, maybe I'm able to pick it up and maybe I'm not. Maybe I pick it up and everything about me changes and maybe it doesn't. But no matter what, I should have a way out. You know, either I can fly out or if I get all my God powers back, maybe I teleport right back out. Maybe I teleport right to where you guys are because I can teleport to the people I know well. So worrying about getting me through the bars shouldn't be high on the priority list. Worrying about getting you all through the bars or in the other door and through the wall that's what's important for you all. Don't worry about how I get where I'm going. That's what you think you got to do, man. I'm not going to argue with you, but I still just think defending that spot is priority one overall. Like, I get it, especially you having that. And if it works at the moment that we get this spell to work, that would be huge. That would be awesome. But like, I just, I really feel like we're throwing you in to die. I just want to say it. That's what I feel like is happening. I disagree. I think Jake has the wherewithal to know when to go and when to stay and everything. And I think he'll be all right. Look, you gots to know when to hold him. <laughs> Know when to fold them. <laughs> One uh, of you is giving me far too much credit and the other far too little. I just don't know which. <laughs> okay, man, I'm in. As I hash this out, am I getting any sort of feeling from other me? Like what? Like, does he seem to be against this idea? Does he seem to be for this idea? I can talk with him if I don't feel anything just kind of happening. But I wonder, is TJ's like saying, I think you've got the wherewithal to pull this off. Does other me agree? I don't think other you knows you well enough to know that because TJ is talking about like your personal yeah. reading of a situation. Um, there's excitement at the thought of the hammer, but there's also fear because the last encounter was the hammer not working. Okay. All right. Well, we're literally burning daylight, so we should probably load everybody up and get the hell out of here. All right. Let's do it. Yep. All right. So you can fit the people and some equipment into this Huey. What do you want to take? Uh, I mean, I think beyond the people and some explosives, we're trusting Everett to grab what is most important out of the Chinook. Yeah, I think that there are a couple different options. There is additional gear and like weapons and armor, like none of them have been in many fights lately. There's also all the equipment that would be required to repair the helicopter. There's extra gasoline. I think these are choices you have to make. All right. How do I ask it? How many picks do we think we get if we have definitely decided on explosives for one? So just to give some kind of parameter here. So a Huey can hold 13 people. Uh, for anybody who has not seen a Huey, the the engine is essentially in the middle of the helicopter. Uh, it's got the two doors out the sides. Uh, you've got two people sitting down the sides of the engine, three people across the front looking at three more people on the other side of that door, uh, and then the two people up in the front. Uh, and these are designed so that seats can come out. Um, they can be moved around or taken out completely. Uh, they can hold, I believe it was six stretchers. So with the group that you've got, plus yourselves, that's nine. So you could take out one set of the side seats, the two-seaters, um, and then you could probably strap some stuff into the open seat. So I think what you've got here is kind of say 10 slots to fill. And each thing that you want to take is a slot. If you want to take food, if you want to take an extra thing of gas, if you want to take equipment for any of, of the people, um, if you want to take upgraded equipment for any of the people, if you want to take explosives, uh, but you'll also need a slot for all of the components TJ has for this big spell that he and Susanna and Sherry need. So technically you've got nine to fill. Okay, so clearly that's mandatory. I think gas is all 
also mandatory for us to get as far away as we need and then be able to get all the way back to Indy. I agree. Just in case everything goes south, we'll at least have a way to get out. Yeah, because it will take you at least a full tank of gas. If you guys are going to fly an hour away and then fly back, um, you'll have to refuel during that flight back. Right. Okay, so seven slots left. We need food. And then weapons for each individual will take a slot? Yeah, essentially their gear will take a slot. If you want to upgrade their gear, that'll take a second slot. So if we gear them up, we're going to want to be defending Susanna and Sherry right along with TJ, since those three are going to be doing the spell. So they might not need actual gear, like the actual, you know, weapons and stuff. If we gear up the other four, that's four slots, maybe even give one or two of them some upgraded stuff that would cap us off. I mean, we're going to be protecting Susanna and Sherry, but don't we still want them to be able to take care of themselves? Like TJ... Yeah, we're going to be protecting TJ, but he can still fight for himself. Yeah, that's fair. If they if they're cool with that, if that isn't like too much encumbering them with uh, all the spell stuff they need. We'll just give everyone their normal loadout so that everyone can take care of themselves. All right. So you load the helicopter up with everyone's gear bag, a day's worth of food, an extra ration of gas. <laughs> <laughs> And then all of the equipment required for the spell. Well, I suppose uh, good a time as any. Yeah, man. Let's get out of here. Yeah. And he kicks on the helicopter and starts to take it off into the sky. So where are you headed? North, south, east, west? Uh, I think north because we are already north of Indianapolis and we don't want to go fly over Indianapolis and draw attention to ourselves. So head like a hundred miles even further north and keep an eye out for something below us just kind of in the middle of nowhere, like a, a farmland or a cabin or something off of the main paths. All right. So, Jake, as you are watching out the window, no. trying to figure out where to land, uh, roll read a bad situation. Oh, man. If you weren't such a good narrator, <laughs> you wouldn't get all these rolls. Oh, my God. Four. So it's about 630 and you do see a farmhouse um, and it doesn't seem like there's any signs of anyone around uh, and you have not seen any other buildings for a very long time. Uh, so you think this would be a safe place to land? And I will call that out to the pilot. Yeah. And uh, Everett starts to take it down. He touches the helicopter down to the ground and powers it off. So uh, what do we plan to do tonight? We're just going to head inside and Try to get asleep or uh, going to take some watches or how, how are we going to do this? I definitely think it's worth rotating here, keeping a watch. Yeah, for sure. I mean, first, we should probably still clear this place just to make sure and then set up a watch and let some people get some rest for the night. Yeah. And I can't stress this enough as I'm like pointing to my still scarred up neck and shoulder. The soul bats can be animals. So, you know, that's kind of my priority is watching for that too so where are you watching for that like are you headed out into the woods to look around while the others go search the house um yeah i mean i think i would be trying to figure out like what's the perimeter here like is it a wooded area i guess it is like yeah. the whole whole situation mm. um yeah then i think i would be wanting to check perimeter as they're going into the house okay so everybody grabs their bags uh and they follow you jake so how are you going into this cabin you just kicking in the door and searching around or 
yeah, I'm just covering myself in barbecue sauce <laughs> and, and kicking in the door and clapping. <laughs> yeah, gingerly opening the front door to see if there are. Well, I mean, first of all, are there just lights pouring out of windows or anything? There are not. Okay, then, yeah, kind of gingerly opening the front door to see if I can hear anything and then proceeding in kind of Scooby-Doo tippy toes. Okay. TJ, where are you at during this? Uh, I think I'm behind Jake in this sort of uh, scenario because I was going to back him up to clear the house. So are you carrying the bag of all the important magical implements or did you just leave them out in the helicopter? Yep, I'm carrying the magic stuff. Okay. As you crack this door open, you do hear a sound in the darkness. It sounds like glass on metal like it sounds like things clanking around uh i will whisper back to the group because i mean it is obvious that we landed a helicopter here right like we do not have the element of surprise really correct yeah this is not a stealth helicopter yeah um then i will whisper back to tj like there is something in here and whatever it is obviously it knows we landed so i think it's blitz or bail i've got the magic stuff in my bag here um you go first okay i'm gonna rush for that noise ready to fight all right you charge into this room and you can see just barely with the low light that you're kind of running through a dining room and you push your way through a door and standing before you is a bear with its paw in the refrigerator and it turns and it looks at you and it roars and as it does you see black start to cover its head and its eyes are covered with the yellow eyes of a soul bat now normally this would be the place where some music would play but i don't know if you are all aware of this or people listening at home are aware of this because we broke it up into seasons but we're right now in our hundredth episode Oh, my God. So we have to make it longer. Correct. So, Jake, this bear (laughs) is roaring at you. What are you doing? Tess! And it turns and it starts to charge at you. I'm... I don't know how to fight a bear. Um, I'm gonna... (laughs) fly up to the ceiling and see (laughs) try and stay out of its reach for the moment i guess roll act under pressure seven okay so you can get up onto the ceiling and it will be just out of reach of this bear but it's going to continue on through the house through the door out of the kitchen or its roar is going to draw some unwanted attention or it's going to get your picnic basket. No, um, <laughs> <laughs> um, or it will stay in here with you, but everyone else in the other room is going to scatter and one of them is going to drop something just in the panic. Uh, and the first one assumes that it's going to go through some people on the way out, right? Very possible. At okay. least it's going to become a threat to them. <laughs> those suck. Those suck. This sucks to be you right now to have to because you have to decide one of those. You know, we've been in this world for a while and we actually haven't talked about this much, but you are all living in a world with no luck. And so this world has been operating off of the doomed mechanics that whenever it's chance, it's the bad version because we don't roll luck here to see how it comes out for you and the doomed mechanic in this game is very specific so this world has always been operating off of the doomed mechanic which is set a very different tone i like the pressure yeah i hate the choices (laughs) (laughs) god damn this is a hard one like i keep thinking like 
Well, it's got to be this one. Well, no, it can't be that one because God. <laughs> so then it's got to be this one. Well, no, it can't be that one. Like I keep wanting to be like, all right, it stays in here with me and somebody drops something. Well, I'm not going to know somebody dropped something and they're not going to know they dropped something. So and that thing's gone. And it's going to be TJ and, and it's going to be, be the book. I think it's going to barrel out of this kitchen. So TJ, you have watched Jake barrel into this house and charge through this dimly lit living room, through a dining room and then through a door. And then there's a very loud roar and then a large soul back covered bear is charging out of the kitchen door towards you i want to use my ice blast on him which is one of my uh combat magic rolls all right roll act under pressure to cast your magic with your arms full of important components for a spell I rolled a seven, but my cool is negative one. So that's a six. So TJ, this bear charges through you and knocks you to the ground. And from your place on the ground, you're able to look up as you see it charging away with the bag of magical implements clutched in its mouth. Tass, you are off looking in the woods to make sure there are no immediate threats. And you hear some screaming and the roar of a bear. And then across the clearing of this cabin, you see a bear charging away, trying to make for the woods. And it has got a big rucksack dangling from its mouth. Well, God damn it. And I'm going to try to book it after the bear. Are you using no limits? Because you won't catch a bear, will you? That depends what kind of bear we're talking here. <laughs> uh, a soul bat enhanced bear. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. That's pretty good. Yeah, I want to try to really sprint after this bad boy. All right, roll no limits. Six. You bear down and try to summon your strength, and you hear a couple of cracks like around your shins and your knees. Like nothing breaks, but you feel almost like fractures, and you think it must be leftover tension and power from when you sprinted at super speed through the city, uh, and you are unable to move for the moment as the bear vanishes into the woods. Jake, you are on the ceiling, and you have heard some commotion outside. What are you doing? I'm flying out there to check it out, see what the hell happened. Yeah, you come out and TJ is on the ground. Tass is kind of down on one knee near the helicopter and the rest of the IPT uh, are picking up their belongings. What happened? Where'd uh, it go? Uh, bear, bear, the bear just like ran me over, took the bag. It's gone that way somewhere. The bag, like the bag with the spell. Yes. The, we got to we got to find this bear. Tass, can you you're a soul bat tracker. Can you track a soul bat bear? I don't know. My legs hurt so much. Much. You're going to have to suck that one up, my dude, because it just got away with the thing that saves the world. And I, I can tell you, I know a lot of things about me. And one of them is that I can't track a fucking soul bat. I can try. What the hell was a bear doing in the house? I think it was like looking for honey in the fridge or something. You know, bear shenanigans. <laughs> was it, check it. Was its bed just right? Was it <laughs> having a fucking porridge? What the hell? <laughs> Uh, you do see two broken chairs inside. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if they can help me up, I want to try to shamble that way and see if there's even a prayer of tracking this thing. Wait a minute. You mean a prayer to track the bear? Yeah. A bear prayer? Don't you dare. <laughs> Everyone's waiting for the volley to be returned. <laughs> He's panicking. Uh. I gave him a scare. Oh, damn it. That's uh, what I was about to say. <laughs> I was going to say something about stare, like uh, Care Bear stare, did prayer. <laughs> <laughs> I, think you, I think you gave him an aneurysm. 
I will help Tass to his feet. All right, Tass, roll investigate a mystery. Okay. Kim, Jesse, damn it. Four. It's like, it's like over. Like, just like that. Just like that. We lost another world. Uh, so, Jake, as you are helping Tass up and he starts to scan around, he's trying to get a sense of where this bear went. Uh, your phone buzzes. Oh, boy. Uh, and it's from Ori. Now I have a, an actual text. Is this? Yes. Okay. Yes, that is that is the text in game. I will break phone etiquette at the table. Yes. Uh, bro, really wish that the others had heard and known what you experienced when you had gone to India. Now it seems they're all making some pretty rash decisions to rectify the problem of the havoc those soul bats would cause if they succeed. If you want to reach me and my number is a bad connection, use this one. one Guys, I think the vampires are are like mobilizing now. What what does that mean? What is that? Uh, Ori just texted me. He said that like it's a shame that nobody else heard and knows what I experienced in Indy because now they're all making some pretty rash decisions to uh, solve the soul bat problem. And what are those rash decisions? He didn't specify. He just told me to call him if I need anything. I, I don't know, man. Call him. Why not? I, I can't see shit out here. I can't see like there's... There's nothing to follow. What, you think I should just call him? I don't know what to do at this point. Guys, bear getting away. Uh, I would like to use sensitive. Open up my brain to the local psychic environment and see if I can figure out where the hell this thing went. All right, roll it. Nine. So on a seven to nine, I gain a hazy impression about something here that is important. So the impression that you get is one of hunger. And I think you even get a direction that it's coming from. And the thing that you feel right before this cuts out, you feel hunger. And then you also feel a sense of home and safety and warmth. Okay. It's real hungry. And I think it made it back to its den or whatever, because I got this impression of like home. So if we can find a den and maybe we can like bribe it with food or something or distract it with food to be able to recover the supply bag. But I don't know exactly where it went. It went kind of that direction, but I don't know precisely. Uh, First off, that's amazing. Awesome. I didn't know you could do that, but okay, that, that's a start. Let's go grab some food or something out of the fridge. See if there's anything in there that will entice it. Okay. Yeah, you all head inside and the fridge is pretty well picked over, um, but there are a couple of... Please say jars of honey. I wish I could. Um, <laughs> there's just some random odds and ends. There's like that pre-sealed lunch meat that it hadn't gotten to yet. There's a jar of pickles and there are some frozen fish patties in the freezer. Oh, yeah. Those will make a good stink as they thaw. This thing will love those. Oh, yeah. I'm just going to take out the uh, the fish patties and check them over. Are they like the breaded kind? The Yeah, they're in squares and they've got the breading. Oh, nice. Uh, I'm just going to set them out <laughs> and let those we'll let thaw. let those thaw for a while. Yeah. We'll check back with the bear in six to eight hours. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, I guess we should just start heading into the woods in that direction. And I don't know, calling for it. It ran away, so probably not that. Well, you have like a general direction, right? I have a very general direction. Okay, well, we can go that way. And once we get to where we think maybe is a good, you know, stopping place or whatever, I can talk to animals. I beg your pardon? I can talk to things that I can't normally speak a language with. Oh. Yeah, that's direct from other TJ, like in my head. Okay, yeah, maybe you do that then. Maybe as we head that direction, you can talk in bear. Yeah. And offer to trade it food for bag. All right. Easy gotten food is a lot better to get than no food at all. That's the bear creed. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually on a tartan inside of his cave. It's on That's his right. coat of arms. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, all right, so TJ, roll use magic if you're going to try to allow yourself to commune with Bear. All right. That's a seven. All right. What is your glitch? Only because I haven't used it. I think it needs to draw immediate unwelcome attention. So TJ, as you open up your brain to this magic to allow things to rearrange for a moment so that you can communicate with a bear, you all hear the sound of an engine and tires breaking through branches and underbrush as a fairly large SUV pulls into the clearing of the cabin. Bear is driving. <laughs> How could this be? Uh, I'm so afraid to ask what I'm looking at. <laughs> if it makes you feel better, I, I am absolutely looking and trying to see if I can recognize anybody or see what's going on, see how many people are in this thing. Roll read a bad situation. Okay. 10. All right, you get a hold three. What's the biggest threat? You can tell that the top of this SUV has some seals around the roof and it looks like it's designed so a turret can come out. I'm sorry. I just passed out for a second. <laughs> what did you just say to me? Yeah, it looks like it's set up so that if you were to take that panel out from inside, you could flip a turret up. I must have this cheap. I'm recovering from shock both in and out of game. Um, with that in mind, what do I feel like is most vulnerable to me? You have seen vehicles like this before. These are very specifically used by like strike teams and you cannot necessarily get it to explode from underneath, but you can cut the gas line so that it stops running. Okay. So then with all of that in mind, are there any other dangers I haven't noticed? Very, very low. You can hear the sound of one of the windows that is not on your side rolling down. Good God. Uh, so like, what's the context of me having seen this before? Yeah, so this is a group that have learned to essentially love the soul bat. They love the strength, the power that they get from it. And so they specifically travel around trying to find people who are not infected and infect them. They call themselves the Awoken. Okay, so I guess now that I've had that realization, I'm like still still bracing for are these just regular people or not? But if I am confident that that's the situation, I'm gonna draw my gun and try to shoot that line. That'll stop the vehicle. All right, roll act under pressure to get low enough and hit this. Okay. Hell yeah, 12. All right, so you are able to get low to the ground and you fire off your pistol and it goes through the gas line and you can see gasoline pouring out from underneath. You have heard this whining sound coming from the other side of the car. Something flies into the air in a lazy arc over it towards the group. Catch how, it, throw it back. Catch how it high back. up? Uh, about 15 feet. I'm going to fly up and try to swat it back at the car. I don't think you have to roll for this. You fly up into the air and you swat at this. And as it hits, you feel it give. And this black goo goes onto your hand and starts to climb down your body as this soul bat starts to go over you. I'm just going to yell out. I thought it was a grenade, but it's soul bat goo. TJ, what are you doing? I am going to open a window to the sun and blast this area with sunlight. Roll use magic. 
12. All right. You open this portal up and the clearing is filled with sunlight. The soul bat that is climbing onto Jake disintegrates away and you hear the window roll up on the far side again. And you start to hear something mechanical moving at the roof of the vehicle. TJ, gasoline under the truck. Light it up. And uh, with that, I want to uh, combat magic uh, a fire blast. Roll kick some ass. That's a 10. All right. You are able to fire at this underneath the car and the gasoline ignites and you hear all of the doors open as four people start to climb out and run. What's everybody doing? These guys are the Awoken. They want to be these things. Uh, And I think I want to chase one down and take a swing. Yeah. So you charge after one of these that is running away and you can see that the soul bat at its back is being burned away. Roll kick some ass. Eight. As you draw the gun and fire it, you can see that part of the soul bat coalesces and shoots in your direction. You take one point of damage, armor defeating, but the pistol fires off and you see it go clean through the back of this person's head and they fall to the ground dead. And the gun goes from this low pulsing gray to a deep black. I'm going to dive for the other one that's in the sunlight and give it a bite. All right, roll kick some ass. Uh, Nine. You drop down from the sky onto the other soul bat that is trying to get away but is caught in the sunlight. And it's the same thing. It's got big openings where the sun is hitting it. And as you wrap your arms around it and sink your fangs into its neck, a spike comes out from its shoulder. You take one point of damage, armor defeating, uh, but you are ripping the throat from this person and they fall to the ground dead. I want to run around to the other side of the car and uh, see if I can't trap this guy. All right. So as you run around the side of this car, roll read a bad situation to see what's going on over here. That's a 10. All right, you get a hold three. Are there any dangers we haven't noticed? You get a sense that it won't be very long before this vehicle explodes and it's not far from the helicopter. With that in mind, what's the best way to protect the victims? The victims being the helicopter. I think that the best way to protect everyone here is to get them a safe radius away from the impending explosion. I think I have to ask, what's the most vulnerable to me? So as you are standing next to this slowly burning vehicle uh, and becoming aware of kind of the big picture of this clearing of the helicopter and the people and the impending explosion, you do see that both of the people who came out on this side are at the far side of the building going around the corner where they are being hit by the sunset. And so the soul bats are being affected right now because of their location in the clearing. Okay. uh, Can I try and do something beyond human limitations then? Like what? Like throw this vehicle at those running away. Yeah, roll you. Use magic. Please, please. Oh, I thought you meant to, like, not get a good roll. No, I'm begging you to get a good roll. That is a 10. Thank you for your begs. I appreciate that. You're welcome. (laughs) Yeah, so you grab a hold of this vehicle, and how do you throw it? Do you, like, discus spin? Is it just one-handed? Uh, yeah, I'm, like, grabbing it from the side and just flipping it. Yeah, this spirals into the air, and for all of you standing in the clearing, there's a brief moment where this SUV blocks out the sunset, but it kind of creates its own because the interior of it is starting 
to become a fire and it lands on top of these two figures that are running away and squashes them flat and then that side of the building is gone in an explosion you are all knocked backwards the helicopter is rocked and the side of this cabin is on fire oh my god uh a little too much maybe that was the dopest shit i have ever seen i did it for you always for you that was very cool but if we intend to stay here tonight we need to stop this place from burning to the ground oh yeah this is kind of sending up a beacon isn't it yeah hopefully we're far enough away that nobody heard the explosion anyway but yes especially if we just let a smoke trail go up come sundown when everything's out we're gonna get spotted i think our top priority right now is bear and macbeth because if that bear somehow decides that it wants to run away with our duffel bag full of magic stuff i don't know if we'll be able to follow him we can always fly to another house but we can't fly to another macbeth how long do we think we have until sundown like actual sunset maybe 45 minutes tj can you open a portal to the bottom of the ocean where you once were sure if you just want to see the bottom of the ocean oh great point it's beautiful it's it's quite lovely actually i don't know i've been afraid of it all these years (laughs) you've got like cold magic don't you uh yeah i can ice blast this thing i don't know if that'll put out a house i'm not the magician I guess I could try. Yeah. So what are your tags on your combat magic? Well, let's see. For a blast, it is to harm, magic, close, obvious, and loud. For frost or ice, it adds plus one harm, restraining to other bases. And you only have that one base. You only have the blast base. Correct. Yeah, I think it will take some time, but this seems like something that would be in your purview just being able to blast ice onto the burning pieces, but it's going to take 20, 25 minutes to get the whole job done, I think, to get it out, to get the car out, to get the grass out, everything that's starting to spread. Gotcha. It's going to take about 20 minutes or so. I mean, do it. We're sending up a beacon here. Do it, do it, do it. Okay. Um, I think then while he's putting out the fire, we can go into the woods and I can at least like keep tabs on where this thing is so that if it starts to like take off, you know, we don't just, it doesn't just get away and we never knew where it went. Like I'll start following this vision. Tass, I don't know if you want to come with me. Yeah, I will. To get an idea of where this thing is so that once TJ's done, we can bring him right to it. Okay. So I think that you can investigate a mystery with a plus one to try to track this bear having sensed where it is oh box cars oh, oh God. daddy likey all right you get a hold too where did it go yeah you're able to feel your way through the forest and sense where the bear has passed by you notice that the tracks it's leaving are almost non-existent it must be using the soul bat somehow to help it move cleaner more gingerly um, but you are able to find after about seven or eight minutes what you think must be the cave that it is denning in I think I'll save the other hold for the moment because this was all I aimed to find out on this part of the trek. So what do you think, man? Are we just killing this poor thing or are we actually letting him talk with it? I don't want to kill it. I mean, I don't want to kill anything. I feel less bad about killing a bear than a person. Well, yeah, yeah. But again, if we're operating under the assumption that we're going to undo this whole problem and everybody's going to go back to normal, then this bear will be fine 24 hours from now. Okay, yeah, then let's just... Let's watch it. Actually, if you even want to go get TJ and lead him back here, I'll stay and keep an eye on it. 
in case it it tries to move. Okay. All right. So Jake, you head back towards the cabin, and by the time you get there, a couple minutes later, TJ is done putting out the fire. So uh, are we supposed to set up shop inside of this place? Are we moving on? I don't. I don't know if those guys managed to get word out that like they found us or where they were or anything. Then we're not safe here. Yeah. Uh, we don't have a lot of time if we decide to relocate. Let me go see if I can look through their phones or anything and see if they managed to get a message off. Uh, so where are you going to check? Are you just going to check the bodies or? Uh, I think first I'm going to go rifle through the pockets on the bodies looking for phones or radios. They all have them, but they are. I mean, can I hold their dead thumbs onto the lock and or hold it up to their dead faces to get it to unlock? <laughs> They're all passcode. No. Yeah. What numbers spell soul? Because you can't get all a soul bat. No. Uh, you don't know how many digits their passcode locks are. Oh, that's true. Well, uh, I mean, I'll bring them back over to the group. They all got phones, but they're all locked. I don't know what to what to do with these. I don't know how to check if they got word out. TJ, I don't suppose you can magically unlock a phone. Like genuinely, I don't suppose. I'm I'm just asking. It's like a big maybe. Because from what I can tell, it seems like magic and technology don't get along. Yeah. TJ has abandoned technology. But maybe if you got to if you got to stick it to technology by overpowering it with magic. <laughs> 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 it seems like a magnet. All you can do is really fry it. Could I see a different time with... Oh, no, I'd have to be in a specific place, wouldn't I? I to, mean, like, see a different time. Could you see a different time on the device? Like, could you go back and see it being unlocked, basically? Oh, or even go stand where the truck was to see if they popped off a message there. Like, literally, you're standing in the aura of the truck and looking over their shoulders at their phones. And I'm, like, literally thanking Tass from, you know, however far away he is in the woods. Thanks. <laughs> but then coincidentally i have the same idea oh i doubt it and i express it to tj <laughs> i was actually gonna think it say it but he uh, said it first uh -huh. so i'm yeah. not gonna lie i just was out of character and forgot sorry everyone <laughs> You've had, a, you've had a lot of that lately where you're just kicking in the fourth wall. Rev, that was in character just now. <laughs> <laughs> so now who's just breaking you it? talking to yourself outside? <laughs> talking to the bear. <laughs> They're both just sitting around a campfire. Hey, Baloo, I've really been OOC, man. I just don't feel right. <laughs> Yeah, I'll go stand right where the SUV was uh, parked and I will see another time. All right, roll use magic. That's a 10 again. So TJ, you pull this vision up around you and it's different than when you look at another place because you are now in it. Like you are sitting in the middle seat in the back and you hear these voices talking as they're pulling up and one of them inside in the passenger seat is on the radio that is inside of this SUV. Uh, do I hear what they're saying? Yes, they're communicating with somebody that they have found a group of people that they might have the chance to awaken. Uh, do they say where? Yes, they give coordinates. Okay, uh, then I want to cut out the the image and yeah, it looks like they knew exactly where we are. So they were on the radio and we need to get out of here probably. But first, Macbeth. Yep. All right, Everett, can you just get the chopper ready to start moving again? We need to go recover that bag the bear stole, but we'll be back ASAP. Hopefully we can go land somewhere else before sundown. Well, like how far are you wanting to go? We only brought one extra container of fuel. We got to be able to get back too and get to Indianapolis. Not far, like just the next thing over probably anywhere that's not right here where they know exactly where we were going to be. I don't want to, to step on the plan here, but close enough where they can just find us with a sweep. He's got a point. Like if there's a if this group is out there and they're malicious, 
This is where the men died. How far out you think they're going to go searching for us? We're not going to be able to sleep that way. We just don't have a lot of travel time before night falls and they can come out and see where we're going. Yeah, all right. I guess just get it spinning up and we'll go as far as we can before the sun goes down. I'll get everything packed back up and he starts giving directions to everybody to get things stacked and loaded back inside. Uh, and I'm going to grab one of their radios. I'm going to grab the fish biscuits or the fish patties from uh, where I left them out. And they're perfectly cooked from the explosion. <laughs> Boy, that's sure the side of the house that exploded. We have a different kind of cooked meat now. Yeah. Yeah, oh my God, I, I we think do. the side of the house that was destroyed was the kitchen side by this explosion. Jake, I know this is going to sound real gross, but hear me out. Do you want to feed these guys to the bear? Yeah, whatever. <laughs> They're fucking soul bat extremists. Yeah, I'll feed them to a bear. That's fair. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, I guess we need to grab one of these guys and take them with. So the two of you trek through the woods with this body. And by the time you get back to where Tess is, you've got about 20 minutes before sunset. Okay. Uh, has there been any movement or anything? No movement. Okay. I want to call out to the bear in bear language. All right. What do you say? Hello, friend. I have something to eat. I don't have any friends. You do now, and I've got something delicious and ready to eat. I'm sure you're going to love it. This feels like a trap. It's not a trap, actually. That sounds like something someone would say when it was a trap. <laughs> Here's the deal. We caught you in that house, and we're sorry for that. However, you took something of ours, and we want it back. And we will trade it for this delicious food I have out here. What is it? It is one of my people. Yeah, right. Awesome. Uh, can you bring the bag with you when you come to get him? You go away and I'll come out with the bag and drop it and bring my food back inside and then you can come back. I know I don't understand any of this in character. I just hear a series of growls. This is the smartest fucking bear. Yeah, right. <laughs> right. He is powered by Solbat. This is flowers for Algernon, but <laughs> bear. you're just going to make him stupid in a minute. Oh, I don't know flowers for Algernon. Oh. It's very good. Yeah. yeah. There's a there's a lot of parodies of it. Fry. When Fry gets super smart from the eating the, the yeah. worm sandwich, that's oh. flowers for Algernon. Oh, Algernon. okay. Or when Homer gets the crayon out of his brain. Okay. So it's a kind of a stupid guy who gets smart. And then has to watch it fade away. Yeah. Right. Okay. We have an agreement. I'm setting the body down now and do so. So so what's the deal? We just we actually just leave this area, give it a minute and come back? Yeah, uh, give it a few minutes for it to keep the bag out here and then take the body, I guess, and then we come back. Okay, let's go. Let's just, let's do it. Yeah, and we're going to start tromping off. All right, you walk about two minutes away, and how long do you wait before you go back? I don't know, like a minute? That seems like enough time to come out and drop a bag and drag a dead dude back into your cave. Especially since you're a very strong and handsome bear. <laughs> oh, you... <laughs> yeah, I'd almost even just be like, let's just give it, let's just give it two and a half, three. Let's, you know, let's just be super safe here. We got a minute. We can haul ass back. Oh, yeah. We haven't explained to Tass, I guess, that we need to leave like as quickly as possible. Um, So I would do that while we're while we're debating on how long we need to wait. Uh -huh. Which will take about two, two and a half minutes. So perfect. <laughs> yeah, probably. I mean, two birds. Might as well explain this to you while we're killing time. Uh, those guys in the Jeep, they managed to get a signal off. They managed to radio out exactly where they were and what they were doing. So I don't think we can hang around here for the night. So I told Everett to spin up the chopper and we'll just go as far as we can with sunlight and touch down somewhere else. Does okay. that seem good to you? Yeah, I mean... 
Thing goes 200. We went about 100, so we've got 100 on this and we've got one refill. We can we can finagle going one way or the other and still have enough to get to downtown. Okay, that sounds like a plan. All right, so after this explanation, you head back towards the bear's lair and sure enough, the bag is sitting out there. I'm going to rifle through it real quick to make sure Macbeth is there. Everything's still there? Oh, wonderful. I zip it up, secure it to my body and get out of here. Thank the bear. I... Thank the bear. This is real good. You're you're welcome. I think I've got a taste for it now. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> Uh, just, just to let you know, it's called long pork. Oh, is there more around? Yeah, there's three more bodies out there. Enjoy yourself. And you know what? If some other guys come up and want to hurt you or something, you go right ahead and eat them too. Hell yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right, bear. See you later. And I'm going to make a post haste walk towards the, uh, the helicopter because this bear is starting to frighten me a little (laughs) bit. (laughs) so the three of you head back towards the helicopter by the time you get back to the helicopter and get inside and get your stuff stowed away you've got about you get about seven minutes before the sun sets seems like an awful specific amount of time only because i've been tracking the minutes you said (laughs) that's true yeah speak now or forever hold your peace i think any distance from here is better than no distance from here yeah whatever we can get let's go yep All right, so with seven minutes left, uh, flying at the max speed of the helicopter, you can get just over 14 miles in any direction. So is that the game plan, to fly those 14 miles and just land where you find a clearing? What do we think? What is our worst chance of being spotted? Being closer to where they know they have coordinates or being a little bit of a light in the sky for another 10 minutes? Like after dark? Yeah. I mean, here's my thought. Right here, they know precisely where we are and they're going to know that their guys are dead now 14 miles away they don't know precisely where we are and they have to sweep at least that far in every direction from this place you know like worst case for us we're the first direction they go and they find us instantly 14 miles away but maybe they go north 14 miles and then west 14 miles and then you know like they go the wrong 14 miles in other directions first but being a loud beacon in the sky when we know that they're out and can be looking up at the sky, I think that's bad because then they're just going to watch us touch down somewhere. Okay. I am not infallible. This is just I, my thoughts. I Yeah, no, I, I appreciate that point of view because I'm, I don't know which way to go on that. TJ, do you have other thoughts? I mean, 14 miles of not having lights on versus 14 miles of not having lights on and then when it turns dark, all the lights are on. It seems like those first 14 miles miles are probably the most precious. So I'd say let's go the 14 miles. And if we need to land somewhere, I can always bar the the helicopter from soul bats. We sleep over in the helicopter till sunrise. And then if we need to take care of things in, in between then, then we do that. But if we need to make an escape, we can also do that as well because we're in a goddamn helicopter okay let's go then let's go let's go which direction which direction did they come from out of the woods west north everett lifts the helicopter off and takes off to the north you fly for just a handful of minutes he pushes it as fast as it will go and gets you about 15 miles away and lands in the middle of an old trailer park where there are some empty openings in the middle. I have no idea if this is where we want to go, but I mean, this is it in the sense of daylight hours. Yeah, this is fine. Let's get powered down. TJ, can you like ward this place? Yeah. Like, can you ward this, the whole place? The trailer park? 
Yeah, I don't I don't know what your scope is. Uh, as far as I know, it's wherever I'm inside of, it seems like. So if I was in a hangar, maybe. But if we're just inside here, probably not. Okay, so maybe you ward the chopper and like a couple of trailers or something while we get unloaded and set up somewhere. Because we can't sleep in the chopper. There's just not room unless we all sleep sitting upright in a chair. Gotcha. Um. Yeah, I can definitely do that. All right, we'll use magic to ward one of these empty trailers from Soulbats. All right, here we go. Uh, 11. All right, I think that using the proper amount of time, we can use that roll to cover three trailers and the helicopter that you take the time required. You go around and you ward these all from Soulbats. How are you splitting everybody up to sleep for the night? How are you doing a watch and whatnot? Uh, I'll take watch because I think I want to keep my sensitive going throughout the night. Like, I think I just want to stay open to the psychic environment so that before I could even see anything, I can feel something coming. All right. And then how are you breaking everyone else up? And where are you watching from? I mean, since I don't really need like eyes on anything, I might just like sit in the pilot seat of the helicopter. Okay. I don't know how to fly it. I don't intend to, but it's just somewhere to be. You know, I just thought three, three and three in the trailers. And but if you're going to be keeping watch all night, do four and four, one of you in each trailer. Yeah, I like that. And then we've got a, a dummy trailer. All right. So Jake gets himself into the helicopter and the rest of the group splits off into two teams of four and heads into the trailers. Uh, which trailer are you leaving as the dummy trailer? It's just three side by side. The smelliest one. <laughs> They're all about equally gross. <laughs> um, is there one that's just closer to the entrance to the park? The one on the right. Then that one is the empty one. Uh, so, Jake, as you are sitting in the helicopter, uh, your phone buzzes again. Rev keeps texting me for some reason. It's weird. <laughs> <laughs> he's saying these really weird things. He's saying these strange things, and he's sitting right across from me, so I don't understand. <gasps> oh, it's another one from Ori. Um I will give him a call. Uh, at which number? The one that I already have. The one I would normally call him at. He does not answer. Shit. I'm afraid that just calling him at this other number that it could be like a, a ping, like a trace back thing. But these texts are coming from his regular number, right? Correct. And he's, But he's not answering it. Correct. Oh, shit. I'm going to look at the first letter of every line and see if this Ori has encoded a message for me like my Ori does. Oh, shit. Um, I think the first thing you notice is that, like, it's not broken up weirdly the same way that it was previously when Ori had done this to you in the other world. Yeah, it's sure not. The first the first letters do not spell anything. Um, can I consult with other me to see if they have a different code than what I'm expecting to see? They do, um, because they've had to do this on non-secure phones before when they've been on missions. So the way to break up the message is hidden in the return phone number. Um, oh, I gotta see it. I have a theory. Do you, do you have it? I mean, I've, I've got the message in the return phone number. I'm trying to figure out if it's skip that many words or... Oh, no, I think you would know this. The, the phone number is... Like before when Ori texted you, it was weird sentence breaks. And the return phone number tells you how many words in each sentence. Okay, so I'll go through and kind of count out the, the number of words relative to the to the number in the phone number. And what I end up with is broken arrow, which in this moment, you remember you and Ori sitting and watching it over and over again, his favorite movie, which is about a stolen nuke being detonated in a highly populated US city.
The Crit Show is a Crit Show Studios production, edited and produced by Brandon Wentz with music by Jake Purley. You can find more information about us at thecritshowpodcast.com. To keep up to date with upcoming live shows, contests, and other special events, follow us at The Crit Show on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. For even more weekly content, join us at patreon.com slash thecritshow. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. So now what am I supposed to believe? Is any of this for real? Well, it looks to me like you're trying to hide. Yeah, my mom always said, don't trust anybody. Maybe they'd want to know where you're hiding out tonight. Thank you for returning my license, Joseph. That ding-dang detector pulled you. But she was married, you know. Stop being a little prick. Do you have your doubts? All right, kids. Say goodbye to Uncle Joseph. I'll handle it. Whoa, whoa, whoa there, buddy. Just say how sorry we are to hear about your parents. Why is she talking about you having a mustache? Do you want to take a walk? Three complete seasons of Dirt, an audio drama, are now available to binge wherever you listen to podcasts or at dirtaudiodrama.com.